The Barn Isle, Episode 13, ABC 1, Arms, Base, Connection, Lesson 1. Howdy, hi everybody, how are you today? Welcome to The Barn Isle. My name is Denise Ewell, and I'm your host, and I want to thank you for tuning into my podcast. I'm a USHJA Certified Hunter Jumper Trainer, I'm a barn owner, and I have over 30 years professional experience in the hunter jumper industry. The goal of my podcast is to pay it forward to all of you by sharing my experiences and to provide ideas for you to help with your riding and your horse. Well, it's been a little while since I've been behind the microphone and I've kind of missed my time talking to my audience about things that I think about when I'm working around the barn or riding my horses or driving the horse trailer down the road or even just driving to my doctor's appointment or going to get a coffee. I have these ideas and I want to share them with you. So the other day I was teaching a lesson It was a Saturday morning, and I have a group lesson on Saturday mornings. It's kind of fun because everybody can come together and say hi, catch up with each other. And this Saturday, I only had three people come for the lesson, but I had this great idea. I would just record my lesson and see what I had. I listened to the playback of the lesson, and I thought, man, this could be useful material for a podcast. As you listen to the parts of this lesson... I think you will gain some information without actually having to see what I'm coaching or describing to my riders as they're riding around. So without further ado, let's tune in to the lesson. Enjoy. So we'll same idea here. We'll trot, post the trot through the corners, half seat on the long side. Yep, stretch those legs down. And then when you find good balance in your lower leg and heel, open your upper body so you're lifting your sternum up away from the horse's neck. Keep your abdominals tight to support your lower back. So as you lift your chest, as you lift your sternum, you want to try not to hollow out your low back too much because that puts a lot of strain on your lumbar spine. You want to support your chest through your abdominals. That looks good there. So hopefully everybody is feeling really comfortable with their base of support, their, their length of stirrup, balance in the saddle. Yep, that looks super. All right, let's go to posting trot. Maintain posting trot now. Shorten your reins. We'll put the horses together a little bit within the trot. We've worked on the lower body. So now what I'd like you to do is focus more on the hands and arms and upper body. Hands, arms, and upper body. So your elbow should be slightly in front of your waist. Then when you go to use your arm, you have room to draw back along your side, or you have room to allow your elbow to move forward towards the horse's mouth. Your hand should be about the width of a bit, which is five to six inches. You know, ideally five to six inches apart for the hands. You know, if you have a horse that with a really broad shoulder and you're trying to encourage them to stretch into the bit, you may ride a little bit wider. If your horse is on a little bit more contact, like your horse is on more contact, so you can ride with the hands a little closer together. 
See, still a little bit long and low, so the hands are a little wider apart. The hands have to be wide to clear the shoulders. You know, if you're letting your horse stretch, the hands need to be wide to clear the shoulders. But once the horse's pull comes up, so let's go ahead and put him together now. A little shorter rein. Instead of riding him stretchy, you're going to ride him together. Ride him together. Push him up to the bridle. There you go. And you want to feel like you're connecting the horse back to front. Engage the horse's engine. Engage the horse's hind legs. There we go. That's beautiful. Okay. So he, he's, his pole is up, but it's the wrong way. You know what I mean? Instead of him lowering his croup and lifting his withers and rounding his neck, he's leaving his hind end out behind him, flattening his back, and stiffening his neck. So you want to get probably a good thing to think about as you're trotting around is imagine his withers coming up in front of you. So when the horse rounds their neck, they have to lift their withers a little bit. Or you get the sensation that they're lifting their withers. There. And see, now you have a horse in a better shape. You see the difference? His pole is still the highest point, but he's more engaged behind, right? Yeah, there you go. And then, remember, we've been working on making him track straight out of the corners. Good. Everybody transition to the working walk. Working walk. So following arm. The horse's neck oscillates back and forth as they swing along in their walk. How many beats to the walk? Four. Good job. Four beats. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Good. So you want to feel that rhythm. Your elbows are moving with the motion of the horse's neck. So you're, you're stiffening up your arm a little bit. She's overflexed. She gets a little this way to make you think she's on the bit. You know, let her, let her move her neck. One, two, three, four, one, two. And then if she gets quick, you can half halt and slow the tempo down. That's better. So what's hard, though, is you feel she gets behind the leg when you let her out a little. So your job now is to get her up in front of the leg while you let her neck out a little bit. So you don't have her, you know, bottled up too much. There you go. There, and the arms are moving. Very good. All right, let's shorten the stride at the walk. Still four beats, right? The walk's not changing. We're just asking the horses to take shorter steps. Shorter steps. Try to keep a similar rhythm in the walk. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. He's kind of doing the hula. <laughs> the back end of the bus is not stepping through. He's curling up too much with his head and neck, and his hind feet are trailing. So what I want you to do is give him a little half halt with, with your body and hands, and almost, almost halt. Think almost halt, and then recreate the walk. Good. And repeat. See how there's that little stick when you go to, to recreate the walk? Yeah. He sticks a little bit. There's that hesitation. It's like a sticky accelerator. Shorten it a little, almost tall, and then walk again. Yeah. That's okay. You know, that's good. You know, he took that canter step. He took that canter step because he's like, oh, I've got to go forward. Right. You know, but so he's just trying to figure out what you're asking. 
you know, he knows he's supposed to go forward with energy. Now he's just trying to figure out how. You know, what, what gait, what pace. All right, lengthen the walk, everybody. We've walked on a short stride for too long. Okay, so let's lengthen the stride in the walk. So you're going to relax your fingertips. You're going to relax your hips. In the walk, I, I think I've said this before, a horse always has one foot on the ground in the walk. In the trot and the canter and the gallop, they, they actually leave the ground. But in the walk, they always have a foot on the ground. And that makes the horse kind of sashay a little bit as they place weight from one foot to the other. And you'll feel it in your hips. It's kind of like a figure eight motion. You know, kind of like, like you're doing Latin dance or something, okay? Or the hula. So you want to try and feel that rhythm through your hips. And today we can exaggerate it a little bit. Obviously, if you're riding in an X-flat class, you're not going to exaggerate sashaying your hips. But just as an exercise right now, let your hips follow. That's good. And see, he really relaxed relaxed into that you know and your bot your horse will read your body language i forget who i was teaching the other day when i said the horse can feel a fly they can feel a fly on their back they're gonna feel you tighten they're gonna feel you relax they're gonna feel like if you're not like if you're sick and not feeling well they're gonna be able to tell you're under the weather and you know they might not perform as well for you because you're sick and not performing well I guess the point of that, me saying that is if you relax your hips and follow the motion of the walk, you can create a dynamic walk just by having a dynamic body. You know, and give her a little tap with the left leg if she pushes left. That's it. Yeah, you know, or a hard tap. Or a double tap, you know, bump, bump. That's it. All right, shorten your reins, shorten the walk. Close your fingers. That's it. Turn your thigh inward to your saddle. Good. You want your thigh flat against the saddle. But you want to feel like the, your inner thigh is flat against the saddle. Okay, let's go back to posting trot. Uh, we've worked on lower body. We've worked on our seat and hips. We've worked on our arms. And all of your guys' upper bodies look fantastic because we've worked on the base of support. We've worked on everything from the belly button down and from the shoulders down and your arms. And that automatically creates good posture. You guys look super. If you have a horse that's a little lazy, you tend to want to put a lot of body language into like pressing her forward, right? So ideally, in a perfect world, we're gonna get this horse so she's lighter to the leg so that you can soften your body language and let her carry you. Does that make sense? Yep, see, like right there, that looks more relaxed. That looks a little happier. It doesn't look like work. You know, and remember, showing is a performance. It's like being on stage in a theater. Even if your horse is being hard to ride, you want to make them look easy to ride. Even if your horse is hard to ride, you want to make them look easy to ride. The skills these riders were working on during the first part of the lesson we're all about developing a secure base of support and an independent arm. I believe I started recording the lesson after they'd been trotting for a little bit. We were warming up in the trot, alternating between a posting trot and a half seat position, which helps the rider sink weight down through their legs, through their thigh and their inner calf and their heel, 
to secure themselves around the horse's back. Then switching to the posting trot, maintaining that depth of leg, back to the half seat again, allowing the muscles to stretch down and around. By securing your leg, it makes it easier to sit the saddle. And if it's easier to sit in the saddle, it's easier to relax in the saddle. So all these exercises, following the walk, working in the half seat, alternating between half seat, posting trot, are all ways to really solidify your base of support. And with a good base of support, makes it much easier to work on having better hands and better arms. Your arms need to follow the motion of the horse's neck to be able to make corrections and to steer and to regulate the horse's pace without interfering with your balance. At the conclusion here where I stopped playing the recording, we had done some flat work. We go on to do some pole work, some work over some different ground poles and cavalettis, which I am going to include in a future podcast. So look forward to that. And I hope you tune in next time and catch the rest of the lesson. That's all I have for you for today. Thank you for listening. And I hope to see you soon in the barn aisle. Have a great one.